Welcome back to Worship Weekly. Be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and most importantly, share Worship Weekly with someone else this week. This week's message is a strange love with our text coming from 1 John chapter 3 and verse 1. But first, the Scotland Evangelical Presbyterian Church Choir with Footprints of Jesus. Most strange 
We're told that God is love, and that if we dwell in love, we dwell in God. We're told to love our brethren and not the world, that because of love, God laid down his life, and that perfect love casts out fear. The strongest love of all of us is God's love. I want you to know God had to love us to send his only begotten son down cross of Calvary, shed his precious blood, that we might have salvation. Somebody asked me one time, what did Jesus take to heaven? You think about it. He took his nail-scarred hands and his nail-scarred feet and a hole in his side. We'll see that when we get to heaven and see him. What he done for us, he shed that for us. He loved us so much, and I thank God for it. He knew what he was doing. Amen, hallelujah. Now we're talking about a strange love. Number one, it is the greatest wonder of our Christian life, faith. There were seven ancient wonders of the world. And Dr. McComb has listed the seven most wonderful things God has made and calls them the seven wonders of all time. Number one, the universe itself, Psalms 19, 1. The heavens and the earth declare the glory of God. Man, this thing about what God, the universe itself has a wonder. Put the stars in the sky, the moon and the sun in the sky. Who's have done that but God? Man, made heaven so beautiful. You look up at night and see all those stars, millions of them, and know that God put them up there. Whew, makes you shake. Thinking about what God done for us. The universe itself, and made them trees, how beautiful the trees are, and all the fruit trees, and put out fruit every year. Second is man, Psalm 139, 14 says, I will fear thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. God made man. That's the second thing. I will fear thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Man, thank God. And God made us. God made man first, Adam. And Adam was lonely in the garden. God seen that. God wanted to make him a helpmate. Then God made him a helpmate. He put Adam to sleep. And he couldn't decide, I believe, on his left side, on his heart, fifth rib, and took out a rib. He made Eve. He made him a helpmate. And they were both one. Adam and Eve. And then he put him in the garden to dress it and take care of it. And he said, there's one tree in the garden I want you to eat of. The tree of knowledge. And he said, don't eat of that tree. For if you do, you'll realize you messed up. And the devil come up and said, don't believe God. And the devil talked to Eve. 
And you believe a serpent talked to a woman, she didn't run off. Didn't scare her. She listened to him and she ate. And she gave up to her husband Adam and he did eat. And they looked at each other and found themselves to be naked. And they went in the woods and made big tree limb. He made him a pair of pants and a shirt out of fig leaves. She made her a dress out of fig leaves. And they hid in bushes. God came along walking in the garden. And in Adam world now. So we're hiding in the bushes. What you hiding for? What did you do? The woman you gave me ate of that tree. Blamed it on the woman and blamed it on God. So man, and I want you to know that we need to realize who we are. And we need to get, when we get saved, realize we're a part of the family of God. The Jewish people, God alone could have led them. But he sent people to lead them, like Moses. And I want you to know he knew what he was doing. With the I pray for the Jewish people every day, for Israel, God's people. Lord, protect them, they're your people. And I ask you to take care of them and bless them. And don't let them get annihilated. Russia wants to get every one of them. Iran wants to kill all of them. But don't let that happen, Lord. I know you can stop it, and you love Israel, and that little piece of property over there, and you ain't gonna let nobody take them off the map of the earth. And in the Bible, Psalm 119, 129 says, Thy testimonies are wonderful. It has stood all efforts to destroy or decrease, discredit it. Man, there's so many new Bibles they write today. They take it off, trying to get out of the King James Bible. It's a Church of God preacher gave me a Bible one time before I got saved when I was in a car lot. And I was taking it to church with my wife at Airbase Road Baptist Church. And Brother Sharp was a preacher and I looked. Some of the Bible was missing. I showed it to my wife. I said, look at here. Then we showed it to Brother Sharp. He said, get rid of that Bible. I'm going to get you one. He bought me a new Bible, King James Bible. Now I want you to know this, that thy testimonies are wonderful, and it stood all efforts to destroy or discredit it. People try to discredit the Word of God. I listened to the radio a long time on some of them little talks. They try to explain the way of God, the Bible away. And then a lot of them don't believe in the King James Bible anymore. They got all kind of new versions out. You can get just about anything you want. Some people are foolish enough to get them. But I'm telling you, I'm an old King James man because I was saved out of the preaching of the King James Bible. Couldn't tell you what he preached on tonight, I got saved on Saturday night. But I can tell you I got saved, I thank God for it. And I believe that Bible, I've been preaching it for 40-something years, I believe it. From Genesis to the book of Revelation, every bit of it. And the whole thing's got no errors in it. And I just think it'll take care of itself. If you preach it, it'll stand test, test of time. And then the plan of salvation, John 3, 16.
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believed in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And you have everlasting life. Some people don't understand that. Some people don't believe that you get everlasting life. They think you can lose it. And they don't realize that you can't work for it. And they're trying to work for it. They don't realize that. They're missing the blessings of eternal security. Jesus Christ forgave us of our past, present, and future sins. He's put them all under the blood. And you don't have to worry about them sending you to hell. And I got a sister that's real religious. And she says she don't sin. But she's scared to lose her salvation. And I tell her, I said, well, I wouldn't want to live like that. I lived like that when I was Catholic. They didn't have no eternal security. But since I've become a Baptist preacher, I believe the truth is what the Bible says. You'd have a lasting life. And I believe when God saved me, he saved me. He left the Holy Spirit inside of me to keep me saved. And he'll keep me there until the day of redemption. That's when he come back and get my body. And just thank God that I got eternal security. And there ain't nobody going to talk me out of it. The church, it is built upon the fact of Christ, the Lord, and in spite of persecution, abuse, and indifference, survives and moves forward. The church is on the move today. Church is hurting today. People don't go to church like they used to. Church is not as strong as it used to. I've been over this area for about uh, three years, maybe four years, and I have not heard a preacher preach on hell for 45 minutes yet. They'll mention hell sometime in a sermon, but I ain't ever heard a hell fire brimstone preacher preach on hell in several years. Just to say, and I've always preached on hell, probably did once a month, because the preacher preached more on it. He hell than he did heaven because he didn't want nobody to go there. And we ought to feel the same way. We shouldn't want nobody to go to hell. So we ought to let people know about hell. Like I said a while ago, I was talking to a Joe Witness man. What is a preacher? I don't know. Trying to give me some of his literature and I tried to give him some of mine. But he told me right fast he didn't believe God was a loving God. I said, yes, sir, he is. He's not going to send nobody there. I said, no, so you send yourself. He couldn't believe it. He wouldn't agree with me. He argued with me, tried, tried, and tried to give me some of his literature. And I preached to him, gave him some verses of scripture until he got upset with me, got mad, went back, got in the car. And the other man come and got in the car and they left. But I told him about Jesus. He shed blood. And I told him that uh, they used to believe there was 144,000 in, in Revelation that they was the one witnesses. But when they passed that number, 144,000, they changed their tune. You can't do that. There was Jews. It wasn't them. The Bible was talking about in the book of Revelation. But they just don't understand it. It's a cult, and that's all I can say about it. The millennial kingdom that Christ would establish, the greatest one in that God, 
love sinners, Romans 5, 8. But God commended his love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Second thing God's love brings us into greatest relationship of time. He said you must be born again thus much, making us God's children. Thank God. I belong to him. That comes when we believe in Christ. John one twelve. John three sixteen. You must be born again. And that's what we're talking that's what he told Nicodemus. And then secondly, in new birth we become children of God. When we get saved we become a child of God. Think about it. You in the family of God now. Man, you something you know dirt like you used to be. You child of the king. Praise the Lord, hallelujah. And you're not gonna lose it. As children we are loved, chastened, and scourged. And the book of Hebrews tells us that. That we're chastened and loved and scourged. And I want you to know when God loves you. If you're a Christian, if you get out of line, he's gonna scourge you, he's gonna whip you. Go chasing, he's gonna chastise you. And if he gets tired of doing it, you keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it. He might even take your own old heaven. Because he don't want you to do that with your testimony. So you need to listen to God, not do stuff like that. As children, we are heirs of God, Romans 8 and 16. Let's think about your heir of God. Well, you're part of the family of God. That's all there is to it when you get saved. You're part of the family of God, and you ought to thank God for that. Uh, it's just like me. I'm Danny Jackson, and I can go and live in another country, change my name, but I'm going to still be Danny Jackson. My mom and daddy's son, I can't change that. It's the same way with you when you get saved. Do what you want, but I'm going to tell you something, you can't change it. You're still going to be a child of the king. And when you die, you'll go to heaven. You ain't got to worry about it. He forgives us for the past, present, future sins. And then heaven is our home. Revelation. Thank God. Heaven is our home in the book of Revelation. Thank God for that. Let's think about it. We already got a mansion he's built for us. Right there by the river of life. With the fruit trees are back. What we're going to eat when we get to heaven. According to the book of Revelation 21, 22, we're going to be eating fruit. And I don't know what fruit it is, but he's going to have some fruit. He's going to have 12 different fruit trees. And we're going to, be, we're going to not get tired of it. You get tired of one, one month, you eat something else the next month. You swap it around. You ain't got to worry about it because you have heaven anybody. You're going to be in heaven a place. Thank God there ain't going to be no sin up there. Thank God we'll all be alike. We'll all have one thing on our mind. To love the Lord Jesus Christ. The one that died for us and shed his precious blood that we might be saved. The third thing God loves alternates us from the world. Therefore, the world knows us not because it knew him not. It alienates us from the world. 
people in Hell Ray, Arkansas, when I went and visited them a lot of times, they put stick on my truck or something, something checked, something like that. Oil change, something. They used to ask me, well, you, how you doing, brother? I said, I'm doing all right. What do you think about the world? I don't like the world because I love the world, don't like me. And they didn't understand that. Because I'm a child of the king. The world don't like you. Bible says that for the world knows us not. Because they knew him not. The world not happy about us because I'm standing up for God and preached it. The Bible. The fourth thing in closing, this love should dominate and transform form our lives. We should give God first place in our lives. We don't always do it. I'm ashamed of it. Sometimes we forget about him for a little while. Boy, we get in trouble, we call out at him. You ought to be calling out at him when you're not in trouble. You ought to thank God that you're not in trouble. We should give, we should give God first place in our lives. And I try to pray every night when I'm going to sleep. I pray my head on my pillow, praying myself to sleep. I wake up in the mornings and I pray. When I'm driving my truck down the road, I pray out loud and then and pray for just about everybody I can think of and know of. And ask God to be with them because I know they need it. And I need to learn how to pray. And they need to pray. So, I put God first place in my life. Not all the time, but most of the time. We should have an inner transformation pictured so beautiful in Him, the love of God. Man, we ought to thank God that He loves us. I can tell you this, I thank Him that He loved me and died for me, shed His precious blood, that we might have salvation. You can't get no better than that. Amen. This is Reverend Danny Jackson from the First Faith Baptist Church in Rogan, Louisiana, talking to travelers on the radio. We'll let y'all know that you need to get saved if you're not saved. And if you are saved, you need to go to church. And if you don't go to church, you ought to be shaming yourself.